0: Hey, it's Monday, May 9th, 2022. It's official, marijuana sells more than Starbucks. Cannabis sales back on the rise. The capital of Texas is decriminalizing possession. And a controversial case is settled that accused a sheriff's office of highway robbery with cannabis cash and more. So get ready. The marijuana industry is constantly changing with new laws, rules, and regulations. And whether you're working in the field or investing in it, You need to know what's happening. We keep you up to date by bringing you the latest information on the marijuana industry. So get ready, because this is the M News Now. Regulated cannabis sales in the United States have done better than Starbucks North American sales by at least one-third, according to the 2022 MJBiz Factbook. And that's despite the fact that coffee can be sold in all 50 states. Cannabis sales counted were only in the 39 states and the District of Columbia which have legalized some form of marijuana. During 2021, Starbucks annual revenue in North America grew 25% during the fiscal year. By comparison, the cannabis industry saw sales climb 30% last year. Everyone can use some good news, and it's great to see that we have some bright lights in the cannabis industry to share. After a couple of shaky months and slumps at the beginning of this year, Cannabis sales during March and April in Illinois have bounced back. Illinois adult-use marijuana sales have reached nearly $132 million in April, which is the second-highest monthly total since the market launched in 2020. That's fantastic news, especially considering that those numbers are just for adult-use sales in the state. Those totals don't even include medical cannabis products, which are reported separately by a different state agency. Out of that $132 million in sales, 91 million were from in-state customers, while 41 million was from out-of-state visitors. It's unclear what factors may have contributed to the dip at the beginning of this year, or the recent rebound. However, the unofficial cannabis holiday 420 does take place in April, which certainly drove sales up. Texas does not allow recreational marijuana use, and medical use is only allowed in the form of extremely low THC cannabis oil less than 1% THC, with the doctor's approval. But this week, voters in Austin, Texas, took matters into their own hands, and they voted to decriminalize marijuana, passing by a huge 85% majority. The measure prevents arrests and citations for misdemeanor marijuana possession within Austin. It also says that police cannot issue citations for residue or paraphernalia in lieu of possession charges. Besides decriminalizing cannabis, the measure also bans no-knock warrants by police. Texas is one of the states where citizens cannot lead a petition-led process to put legalization on the books for voting. However, they are able to do so in a limited local municipality way, like in the city of Austin. Ground Game Texas, which led this initiative, and other advocates are actively working to try to put marijuana decriminalization on local ballots in Denton, Killeen, Harker Heights, and San Marcos. Also, on the same day that the Austin Initiative was certified, Governor Greg Abbott said that he doesn't believe people should be incarcerated over low-level marijuana possession. Last month, we reported on the illegal seizure of more than $1 million in cannabis cash that was being delivered by an armored car company for a cannabis business in Southern California. After the armored car company filed a lawsuit against the San Bernardino Sheriff's Department and three branches of the U.S. government, almost immediately the U.S. Department of Justice agreed to give back the $1.1 million in exchange for all charges being dropped against the Justice Department, the FBI, and the DEA. The U.S. government did not, however, negotiate on any behalf of the San Bernardino Sheriff's Department, and so the lawsuit against them still stood. This week, a non-financial settlement was agreed upon, which allows the armored car company, Imperial Logistics, to resume services and attempts to restore faith in the San Bernardino Sheriff's Office's practices. In a statement, the Sheriff's Department said, "Both sides acknowledge that Imperial is part of the solution to help with financial transparency and that the San Bernardino deputies are not highway robbers as previously reported in the media." Imperial CEO Deirdre O'Gorman said, now that the funds have been returned and after meeting with the sheriff, we are confident that we can continue serving state legal businesses without further disruptions. The original lawsuit was based on the alleged illegal search and seizure of cash that was carried by armored cars owned and operated by Imperial. They alleged that they were illegally stopped and upon learning the cars carried cash for legal cannabis companies, they seized nearly $1 million in cash, Under federal civil forfeiture laws, if law enforcement had been legally entitled to seize the money as proceeds of a crime, San Bernardino County would have been able to keep 80% of the cash, and the federal government would get the rest. Imperial said the searches and seizures were illegal, and that the sheriffs were basically resorting to highway robbery with the intent of keeping 80% of that cash. The federal government quickly returned the money upon learning of the lawsuit. After this latest non-financial settlement, apparently all parties are now agreeing to basically play nice and go back to business as usual. California's rainfall levels are 40% below the annual average, prompting every county in the state to declare a drought emergency. As the drought emergency continues, Governor Gavin Newsom may have to execute a plan to pay farmers not to plant water-intensive crops, a policy known as following. The following proposal aims to cut production of water-intensive crops such as rice, alfalfa, and nuts. But some advocates are upset that cannabis hasn't been placed on the list. The Origins Council, which represents nearly 900 small and independent marijuana businesses, has been advocating state and local governments for six months to enact following policies because of drought conditions. The organization's executive director, Janine Coleman, told MJBizDaily that the state has an ethical obligation to support our cannabis farmers in being able to fallow during this unprecedented historic drought. Michael Katz, the executive director of the Mendocino Cannabis Alliance, said, if we don't see more support programs that factor in the drought, we will see the continuing loss of small, independent cannabis businesses. California's Department of Cannabis Control pointed out that the policy is still being developed. A company spokesperson, Maria Luisa Cesar, said, The department is committed to supporting the administration's efforts to respond to California's drought and will continue exploring policies that assist small farmers and recognize their responsible stewardship of the environment. That's all you need to know for today. Be sure to keep listening for the latest updates. And follow us on themnewsnow.com. Later.